What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, your lone wolf, your favorite host with the list. How the hell are you? Happy Thursday and happy Thanksgiving or happy Indigenous Peoples Day, whichever one you want to call it. I am fine either way. I am not going to argue about that. Hey, I'm just hoping you are doing good today. Like I said, happy Thanksgiving or whatever. And hey, like I said, it was not supposed to be an episode today, was it? Yeah, last week I said I wasn't going to do an episode this week. I was just going to take the week off and enjoy the day and enjoy the food and, you know, enjoy hanging out with my brothers and sisters for the first time in a long time. Lord knows how long we've been uh, running around and running past each other without hanging out. But, you know, we, uh, but something came up. Something came up that I was, you know, I was going to wait until I got back. Because like I said, I was, like I said last week, it was no episode. And uh, I was going to wait until we got until we got back together, which was going to be December 10th. I think that's the Friday after I get back. And uh, I was going to wait till then. But I decided not to wait. I decided to do this little short little thing episode here now <laughs> instead of waiting till then. Um, because I found something fascinating uh, about it. And the thing is uh, Cowboy Bebop. So I want to talk about that real quick. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody's doing good. Before we get started with that, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope you are okay hope you're enjoying your food or have enjoyed your food whenever you get around to this um i haven't even started my food yet because it's not done it's 2 30 in the morning it's about 2 30 in the morning and i'm pretty sure most of you are asleep but i'm recording this while most of you are asleep and my wife and kids are upstairs in the vault they're knocked out sleep i'm down here i literally just stuck two turkeys in the oven to get them started i'm gonna slow roast these sobs for a while uh get them nice um, but yeah, uh, it's two thirty in the morning. I am tired. I am slightly scatterbrained. Uh, I took a nap after a long day and then I decided to get up and do these turkeys and get started on the cooking and whatnot. And maybe I should have waited. Maybe I should have done this a little while ago and then done the food in the morning and got some sleep because I am wired. I need some coffee or something to really get my brain going. Um, but yeah, uh, it's no really hook and crook today. No news, no nothing like that. Uh, it's just me talking about Cowboy Bebop, the uh, Netflix uh, adaptation. Um, like I said, I was going to wait until we got back together on uh, that December 10th or whatever. And um, I was going to talk about it then. But I I figured out that, no, I better do it. I better do it now because by the time we get back, it'll be, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And um, I didn't want to. I, I just decided not to wait honestly if i figured if i waited then it would be an irrelevant topic i wanted it i wanted it to be a relevant topic in the here and the now before we uh got back together so um like uh, um to me cowboy bebop was one of those animes that i never thought that they would ever make a live adaptation out of um it is such a difficult anime to wrap your head around in anime form uh it's a lot of um pulling and pulling and pushing and going in different directions with topic and themes and the idea of what the anime, the show itself is supposed to be. Uh, it goes in a million different directions. Um, but you know, that's kind of in the title, right? Bebop, cowboy bebop. Uh, bebop is, if you don't know, is a, it's a type of jazz. Jazz is a very big umbrella. Bebop is under that umbrella. Uh, was developed in the mid '40s, right here in the United States. It's one of those great American music styles. Um, it's it's often features like faster tempos and complex chord progressions, and you know, rapid chord changes. And they change the key within the song like 
very often uh, all the instruments you know they change their the way they the way they play the the, um, the musicians change the way they play within the song and um it's a lot of improv you know and it's all based around you know certain things and they stick with one melody but it's all these things going in multi uh multi directions um and that's pretty much how the anime is and it has become over the years um i would say number 2 on my all-time anime list, but that's include movies. Now, if you don't include movies, it's it's number one by a long shot uh, as far as anime series, television series. But yeah, uh, if you include movies, it's number two on my list behind Heavy Metal. If you don't know what Heavy Metal is, it came out in 1984. Go look it up. It's damn good. It was really the first anime I ever saw uh, that got me into anime. And But Cowboy Bebop is the one that maybe changed my mind about what anime could be. Anime didn't just have to be you know, men with powers and powering up and throwing punches and, you know, um, it didn't have to be Dragon Ball Z, right? Uh, watching Cowboy Bebop, I realized it didn't have to be Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Akira was the same way, but I hold Dragon Ball Z. With me being a musician and having music in my head, uh, we talked about that before, uh, Cowboy Bebop was the one that made me realize anime didn't have to be what anime was in general and what people thought of anime in general back then. Um, um, I should have put the, uh, Netflix adaptation on the watch list last week and I didn't, and I, I didn't do it and I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, I, I purposely omitted Cowboy Bebop from the watch list last week because the watch list is usually things that may sneak under your radar that I think you all would like. But to me, Cowboy Bebop, it was pretty much on everybody's radar because of uh, everybody starring in it with. John Cho and Mustafa Shakir and Danielle Pineda and all these other recognizable faces. If you know their name or not, they're all sprinkled throughout this uh, series. So I pretty much figured it was on everybody's list. So that's why I didn't put it on the watch list last week, but I knew I was going to do a review. But like I said, I, I was going to wait, but I decided not to wait because I wanted to keep it in the here and in the now and keep it relevant. Um, so where do I start? So like I said, Cowboy Bebop is my number two all time anime list. Number one on my, for TV series lists. Um, I got into it because I'm a music lover and that got me hooked to it. Uh, what got me hooked to it was not just the music, but also the stories and also the characters. I mean, I, I owned the DVD series. I owned like three versions of the DVD series. There have been uh, the original DVD with just the episodes on it. Then it was one with director commentary and creator commentary. Then it was another quote unquote best sessions where the best episodes was picked by the uh, creator. Um, and I actually have that one signed. Uh, by Shinichiro Watanabe, who is the guy who created the series. I actually have that um that special edition best sessions actually signed. He actually signed his name on it when I met him here met him here in Detroit. So that's one of my all time favorite possessions right now. So um so to say I was waiting with bated breath to see this adaptation, that's that's saying it lightly. Honestly, that is really saying it lightly. And I was not disappointed. I know right now it has the um the world kind of split critics and fans alike it's almost an even 50 50 split similar to the way um uh the eternals has everybody split and i'm not saying the adaptation for netflix is perfect it is not perfect but 90 percent of it is, is is damn perfect and it's that's close enough for me to be just say i love it i love the everything about the adaptation for netflix for cowboy bebop um starting with the castings like i said john cho is uh, spot on Spike Spiegel. It is scary how much he actually looks like him. 
uh, outside of somebody getting, you know, facial reconstructive reconstructive surgery, I don't see how they could look any closer to um, uh, going from the anime to a real person. Uh, Mustafa Shakir looks just like Jet Black, except for the fact that Jet Black has gray skin in in the anime series, and here he is as a black man, which is fine. The, the original voice actor is black, and most people who've ever seen the anime, if you talk to them, they automatically kind of assumed that Jet Black was a black man, but eh, it doesn't matter. That really doesn't matter. Uh, Mustafa Shakir does a great job. He's, as far as character work, he's the highlight of the series. Um, just like watching the anime series, you fall in love with Jet because of who he is, but at, and you watch the live action adaptation, you're going to fall in love with Jet. He is just a, such a damn good character. Mustafa Shakir brings him to life wonderfully. Um, Danielle Pineda, I know everybody was, was really pissy and moaning. Well, I ain't going to say everybody, but a lot of people was kind of pissing and moaning about the fact that Daniel Pineda does not have Faye's typical, very slinky, very skim, um, yellow, kind of leotardish slash bikini outfit from the anime. But, I mean, if you're coming into uh, a live action adaptation and you're going from the anime to live action, um, inside the anime, it, it works because it's an anime and it's supposed to be slightly ridiculous because, let's be for real, most animes, they are slightly ridiculous, right? Um, but coming into a real life situation where this is supposed to be live action and it's supposed to have a lot of real world application to it, then you could not have Danielle Pineda running around in a half yellow bikini trying to do um, uh, bounty hunter shit. So it doesn't make any difference. But honestly, the the her costume doesn't matter because Danielle Pineda does such a great job at being the character. Um, you have just everything that Faye is in the anime series you have it in real life. Um, she's smart, she's sexy, she's very capable of keeping up with the guys on her own terms. We have the amnesia storyline, just like the anime. So the costume, it's a watch. It doesn't really matter as long as the character is there. Uh, the tent poles of the character are there. And so I don't even care about the uh, the, the costume. Um, all of them together, every single person that's doing character work, fan-fucking-tastic. Whoever did the casting for this show... They need an award because this cast was pulled together and they are spot on. Like I said, if it's not 100%, it's 90% in my mind. It's close enough. Um, you have a lot of familiar uh, familiar secondary faces like uh, um, Anna, uh, the three old men, Mad Parole, Julia and Vicious, obviously, uh, Mao. It, all these characters pulled together. They work inside of the live action just as they work in the anime, and it's beautiful. Um, thematically, um, and as far as the spirit of the anime, it's all there. You get similar to bebop music. You get a lot of quick changes, um, and, uh, second glances and, um, things that happen in one episode being paid off in another episode. And just like bebop music, it, it changes from one thing to another and you get pulled in different directions, but it's always this one underlining thing that rolls through every single episode. Um, to me, the feel and the spirit is not lost going from the anime to the live action. I didn't think that that was going to be possible because I understand just how hyper-stylized uh, Cowboy Bebop is. It is very peculiar. When you put Cowboy Bebop up against pretty much any other anime that you can possibly think of, to look at it and to get the feel of Cowboy Bebop, you're not going to get that anywhere else. And I thought going into a live action um, remake, 
it I didn't think that they were be, they would be able to pull it off. But watching it, I get the same feeling, and I under you know I understand characters, and I get the same spirit uh, in the live action adaptation as I would from uh, that I did from watching the uh, anime. Um, I mean, because one second you're in a, like a classic noir drama, then you're transported into like uh, like I said, a hyper stylized kind of a space opera. Um, then you come crashing back through the saloon doors of an old western at one point it feels super futuristic but at the same time it feels very modern and very real world um that you get that that, that all that falls very much in line with the anime um watching this to me is just like watching anime I, it it feels like it was back in the day when this was all brand new but it also feels like the anime itself has grown up you know matured a little um and that's a good thing because like I love the nostalgia you know, and, and you, when you think of nostalgia, you go looking for one thing. But you know, I like I like to watch an anime uh, that will make me think, that will make me you know look at the world a different way. And Cowboy Bebop did that. And that live action and uh, live action adaptation does the same thing. Um, in at in the end of it all, after you watch the uh, live action adaptation, I would suggest watch the anime first. Um, it's on Netflix and then watch the Netflix adaptation. Um, to me, they are almost perfect copies of each other. Um, I mean, when you think about it, doing an anime adaptation, you're never going to get a one-to-one. It is completely impossible. There, there is no way you can take an anime and translate it into real world and do it perfectly. Roroni Kenshin is the closest to ever do it. And even that wasn't a hundred percent perfect. Um, Cowboy Bebop falls right in line with Roni Kenshin. It is very, very close to the original. Um, but honestly, I don't think it was ever meant to be a one-to-one adaptation. To me, this, like a Netflix version, it's not a remake or an adaptation. It's kind of like a love letter to the original. But you also get a roadmap to the future for an expansion of the series it's, it's, itself. Um, the changes that they do make in the grand scheme of things, they're minute. Um, for an example, like when they introduce Ed, Ed is introduced into the series. Uh, when you first get the name drop of Radical Ed, um, it's basically just a name drop and it sends the, the cowboys on the, on the, on the ship of the bebop and this wild goose chase and at least in the track down who they think is a criminal, but it turns out to be this rogue artificial intelligence of a computer. Now them being led to chase down a criminal and it turns out to be an artificial intelligence that happens in the series, but how they get down that road. It's different in the adaptation than it is from the anime, but it doesn't matter. The framework is there. The initiation of meeting Radical Edward and getting the name drop, it's the same as the anime. And the company story may be different, but it doesn't detract from the sentiment and the aim that you get from the source material. So that's not really something to complain about. Um, the, all the expansions of the story, because really that's what they do in the Netflix adaptation. They expand on it. All the little things that you would get from hints in the anime, they bring it out in the forefront and they make pretty much full episodes out of it. Um, they, but all those expansions, they fit into the framework. Um, notoriously Faye gets into a tryst with another female, uh, who's a mechanic who's working on the bebop and they have a sexual encounter a couple times actually. And a lot of people are kind of upset about that. Cause it's like, Oh, you made Faye gay. And it's like, well, like if you kind of watch, uh, the anime, there are hints here and there that, not so much she might be gay, but she might be bi. Who knows? I mean, you don't really know. Nobody actually has sex in freaking the anime. Nobody, you know, Julia is with Vicious and she had a thing with 
Spike, and that's pretty much the only relationship you really get in uh, the actual anime. So having this happen with Faye, it's not really that big a deal because it does, like I said, it doesn't change her character. That's what we're looking for. Adding something to her character, as long as they don't take something away from her character, is fine. Um, the same thing with Jet actually being portrayed by a black man. Like I said, in the anime, his skin is gray, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the anime, I, I'm not remembering everything. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jet was from Mars. He wasn't even from Earth. So maybe him being Martian is him having gray skin. But there are Caucasians and there are black people. So we don't know what Jet was in the anime. And it doesn't matter because... Again, Mustafa Shakir does such a great job portraying him. You get the same feel from the anime that you do from his portrayal in the live action. So it doesn't really make a difference because all they are doing is adding to the character without taking anything away. That buildup makes watching the live action adaptation that much more fun. So neither of these nor any of the other changes really, they don't skew the overall feel of the show unless you just can't let go of your nostalgia. <laughs> but honestly, what we're looking at right here for the first time, we have been treated with a worthy live action remake or adaptation, whichever one you want to call it to an anime. And honestly, it was done with the most difficult anime that you could adapt outside of something like Dragon Ball Z. Um, I can't see how any fan of the anime, I don't see how you don't like this. Um, I, I take that back. I can't see. Um, nostalgia does funny things to the brain. It clouds our judgment. Uh, quite often, I know, I get it. I've been, I've had that before, and sometimes when people alter your nostalgia, you it breeds contempt. I get that, but to me, this wasn't altering. This isn't what they did with the live action adaptation. It's not an altering of the anime. What you see is an expanding on the universe that you already had, and considering that the supervising consultant, which is the man who has the last word or the second to last word in the Netflix adaptation. Is the show's creator, Shinichiro Watanabe, hey man, I'll take this expanding on the universe as it should be viewed, and that's the reading of the notes between the melody on top, just like in bebop music. <laughs> so um, I want everybody to watch it. Like I said, watch the anime first. It's on Netflix, the entire series. Um, watch the anime first. Please watch every episode of the anime first. Watch them in the entirety. Don't skip anything. And then go watch the um, live action. And you honestly tell me that the adaptation is just too far of a departure. Then I I don't know what to tell you. To me, it's 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 almost it's not. I wouldn't say it's twin twins holding hands. I would say from anime to live action, I would say it's fraternal twins. They're the same, but they're still kind of different, right? Um, and it's not a bad thing that they are still kind of different because like I like I said before, there is it's an impossibility to do a one to one uh, anime to live action uh, remake. It is. That's an impossibility uh, unless you start talking about CGI over over uh, live action acting. And then maybe, what, I mean, when that happens, and we'll come back and we'll revisit that topic. Um, but for now, I would just want you all to get out of here. Like I said, go watch those when you get a chance. That Add that to your watch list because I'm not doing a watch list this year. Well, this week, I, I know I said I wasn't even doing an episode, so who knows? I might even do a watch list. <laughs> you might catch that on the Instagram page come tomorrow. Um, I'm about to get out of here. Uh, I'm about to shut down the vault. Like I said, I'm going on vacation. Me and my family are about to go on a cruise and hang out. So uh, I want to thank Nikki Rev, my producer. I want to thank all of you, my listeners. God bless you all for coming and listening to me rant and rave about something that I truly, truly love. Um, 
I was gonna say no watch list, but more me, more more likely knowing me, I'll I'll make one and post it tomorrow. Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, but outside of that, man, I'm sending you all my thoughts and prayers. I hope you have fun this week. I mean, uh, the rest of the week. Hey, have fun tomorrow, Black Friday. Go shopping because I'm like I said before, I'm not going out there with the crazy people. I did that exactly once. I'm never doing that again. Uh, so enjoy your food and your family today. Enjoy your shopping tomorrow if you're going shopping. Uh, don't forget to follow the Instagram page to see what nonsense I get up to because while I'm out there on the boat, I'm going to be posting. Uh, just so you can see what I'm up to. And uh, I will see you all when I get back. Um, But until then, we're going to end this episode the same way we do every single time with me saying, God bless, I love you, and peace.